Welcome to another episode of A Bit of Swaz. Listen, we'll be chatting Cardiff City, of course, and that comeback draw at St Andrews. We'll take a look how things are progressing under, under Steve Morrison. A big shout out to our quality sponsor, Mr Jeff White and Jeff White Motors. Jeff White Motors established in 1989. Can you believe that? When I, when I read that, I sometimes think like, shit me, yeah, I'm 50. I'm, oh, I'm coming up 50. Which was 1989 is about when you're make you know, Nafe's coming up in the youth team there. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of started at the same time. But they got 500 cars or more in stock and great parking facilities. So get yourselves down there. Have a look for a, a new or used motor, something for the daughter or the son for Christmas. Alternatively, you can go to jeffwhitemotors.co.uk. Because I imagine a lot of people listening to this would have not sorted out the Christmas present for that significant other in their life, you know? You know, a couple of grand here, a couple of grand there. You know, Jeff give you a little deal. You know, you're sorted. And without further ado, let me introduce my uh, left and right arm. All right, morning, uh, DT. Morning, Brandon. Let me give a big shout-out to my best friend. He's 50 today. Mr. Kevin oh. Stephen Williams. We've been best friends since we were... Happy birthday, Five Kev. years old. Can you believe that? Happy birthday, Kev. Five years old, we've been best friends since. Listen, that boy knows more about me than any other person on this planet. So, big happy birthday to him. And uh, a little reminder, I'm not 50 till next year. Very, very early in next year. Right? <laughs> yeah, but it's next year. <laughs> to the point that we've probably only got, like... A couple of weeks. Two or three podcasts left, so... Well, I dine out on it. I dine out on the fact that it's next year, Dan. So how are we doing? So <laughs> let me just mention, remember, we're at the Bit of Swaz uh, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Remember to like, love, share, comment, subscribe, the whole nine yards. So how are we doing, people? Uh, what, do you, what do we think? Uh, let's get right into the, uh, the bones of that great comeback at, at Birmingham. I would describe my, how I'm doing, much like Cardiff City under Steve Morrison. Like, my stats are good. I'm playing an attractive game every day, but I am prone to the odd massive laps. Yeah. I, I will crumble at the moment. It's a busy week for Santa, isn't it? And it's a busy month for Santa. I'm talking a good game at the moment. But you're, talking a, you're talking a great game. I'm, uh, you know, stick a ball down the middle, I'm going to crumble at the moment. So, yeah, holding it together. Right, defensively, we seem to be, uh, we seem to be playing a, a bit more football. It seems a lot more football, I keep saying, because we were so poor, right? We were so, like, it, it, we, you may as well have not had a, a team of footballers. You just may as well had a team of geezers off the street just just kicking about we were that poor but me and, me and brandon we, yeah we've improved out my number's always available my number's always available <laughs> we've, we've definitely we've definitely we've definitely improved our our passing stats and what have you possession stats and what have you but you know we yeah, had defensively down that middle we need to be a bit stronger i thought the uh dini goal i thought perry ng i thought just take him out right Mm. Just completely take him out, wipe him out, man and ball. If you miss the ball, make sure you don't miss the man. But um, yeah, I understand what you mean, Dan. When you when you allude to that, you know, centrally, we seem to we seem to get pulled wide, and then the centre seems to open up far too easy. Mm. Yeah, disappointing. I don't know what you think, Brand. Well, I just feel like to look at it from a broader point of view. I've just seen the same thing since Steve Morris has come in. If we just play in good in different parts of the game. In only mm. certain areas of the game, and then really poor in certain areas, and we just—I don't feel like we can. I'm not necessarily asking us to take control of the game, but just more, a bit more consistency throughout throughout a whole ninety minutes of football. Yeah, that's gonna take time. It's gonna take time, of course, but I don't yeah. feel like that's one thing. I think we are—we're not seeing under Morrison. You can say whatever about the football, whether we're playing better football or better, you know, or not. But I do feel like that needs to be sorted out. It needs to solidify defensively. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I totally agree. But I do think as well, it's not just time. I do think it's uh, players. I think this is where you get down to your players, right? And, you know, I've said before, you've got Nelson, who, who, who's quick uh, of the central defenders, but he doesn't seem to, he seems to get dragged a lot. 
seems to get dragged one side, dragged the other side. You know, he gets sucked in by very simple runs. Uh, and I'm not sure how much, you know, one-on-one coaching. Because, the big, do you know, the biggest thing for me is we need, we need our defence, your Morrisons, your McGuinnesses, whoever we're talking about. In this day and age, and, well, it was the same in my day, you have to be able to defend one-on-one. You know, I remember, like, making my debut and stuff like that, and you would get centre-halves, you're playing alongside all the, all the boys who were like, these are the days when City would sign, like, a 32-year-old, a 34-year-old. You know, they wouldn't be able to run. So what they would do is pull you, the young lad, closer to them all the time to cover them, to, to do their running for them and what have you. And sometimes it was good, but sometimes as a young player, you 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 just... Well, I used to think, like, I'm going, like, you know what I mean? You, you have to look after yourself. And I think, you know, with the defenders we've got at the moment, they're all a much of a muchness. You know, Flint, McGuinness, Morrison, Nelson's slightly different, but they do have to learn to defend. Well, it's it's I suppose it's, it's probably too late in the day for some of them. Young McGuinness is okay, but... They have to learn to defend one-on-one. That, that's a massive, that's a key element of football. What do you think about, we've had a few questions in and it's, it's the natural, next natural step about the shape. You know, Mick found this three slash five at the back, which by the end of his stay morphed into five centre-halves. You know, we had Kieran Brown playing left, well, it wasn't wing-back, I suppose, left-back and McGuinness playing right-back in the other three. In the middle, but it, it worked really well, didn't it? When McCarthy got us going when he first came in, you know, as Brandon said, we're, we're not having consistent performances. First half we tend to be terrible. Okay, we scored against Luton in the first half since we last spoke, and won that game. Good win. But when we tend, you know, the second half when we tend to pick up tends to be when the subs come on. You know, when he's he's shuffling the the front players all the time. A little bit like Warnock sometimes, when Warnock would always throw a curveball and you're like, what? Greg Halford's playing in midfield. <laughs> or like, bat what? Didn't see that come in. Yeah. Morrison, I've got, you know, got no idea what the team will be now against Derby. You know, and the, in fairness, the forward players who are coming in are either, you know, they're maybe not starting well, but then the one, we're getting more off the ones who are coming on the bench. But when those ones are coming off the bench, Davis, Harris, Colwell at times, Kiefer at times coming off the bench... Uh, Collins came off the bench and, and scored it, um, you know, recently as well. Mm. It tends to be that the shape of the back is changing. We're tending to go from that three or five to a to a four. So, Nate, you obviously started out as a centre back, but it, it probably wasn't that, you know, no one probably played three centre halves then. But I wonder if being more compact, maybe, yeah, you know, playing playing a four at the back could help us. Obviously, you'd, you'd neutralise Giles then, maybe. Yeah, I was always a winger, Dan. I was never a centre-back. That's why I retired at 19 when they said to me, you're going to play, <laughs> when Len Ashurst was trying to say to me, you're going to play centre-half for the rest of your life. It was like, I don't enjoy football there. I'm not going to enjoy football there, so there's no point in playing. That's how hard-headed I am. So I was a winger, naturally. Made my debut at left-back for Cardiff City. Never played left-back in my life. But played against <laughs> Bristol Rovers in a derby and done all right, right? But I understand what you mean. We've kind of stumbled on this back three. Never played it before and done well with it. I, I think you have to... In playing that back three, right, you do need... You, you do need defenders who can run and can defend one-on-one, first and foremost, as I just mentioned. But then it worked, if you remember, because we started pressing. We would press teams, right, high up in their 18-yard box, right? So another thing is our press is, is literally non-existent. Uh, so that needs to improve, and I think it will, given time. I don't think Morrison can do all these things at once. He is focusing on possession and, and passing, which is improving, in the system we're playing, you need creative mid. You need creative midfielders in any any system you play, right? If you haven't got creative midfielders, then the game becomes a war of attrition, right? They're just battling in there all the time, battling, 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 and it's like give the ball to the wide boys, and hopefully they can get a good cross in, and Kiefer gets a goal. Well, that's been pretty much us. That's been us for the past few years, haven't it? Really, that's pretty pretty much us. If you look at Kiefer's Kiefer's goal, was like just. It was a shambles by Birmingham, right? Yeah. And a great finish by Kiefer. You know, it wasn't good. our good play. It was just a boom, 
long ball. They didn't know they were all out of shape, bouncing around. And you could just feel it coming, couldn't you? You, 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 you sense that the Birmingham fans, as it was bouncing in the air, they were like, oh, no, yeah. there's three of them <laughs> and one of us. Look at the size of them. Oh, here we go. Bang, he puts it in the bottom corner. Great finish. But I think, I, I personally think, Dan, you need to be adaptable to different systems. I've always said it. I think these days with academies, with the setup, with the time you can spend on kids at 18 and 23, because you don't play a lot of 23 games, you should be able to, you, by the time you're under 21, you should have five or six different systems that you can flip into during a game. A back three, a box four, a diamond, a 2-2-2, two, 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 a 4-4-2, a, four, four, you know, a 5-4-1. Uh, you, you should be able to flip and switch quite comfortably during the game. Because it, it, is, it is about intelligence, really and truly, and working at different systems and switching in the training session into this system. Or, you know, I remember watching uh, Eddie Newton at Chelsea and he was doing, he was going from like a back four to a back three uh, and then to, he then switched to a diamond and then he, he, done some, he, he dragged one of the players off and said, we're going to play with 10 men. So totally went four for one. Uh, and then work on like all counter attack and all that, and I, I, I just and this was like probably ten years ago. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know, that is so important these days, right? That kids understand different systems and can switch during the game, like like Denmark done to us in the uh, Euros. All right, they played five different systems in ninety minutes. Mm. Only subtle changes. But those changes were key, right? Massive key, and it showed, right? So I think, I think when you're 12, 13, 14, you understand a system or two. By the time you're 15, 16, 17, you understand three or four easily. And then, you know, by the time you're 21, 22, you should be able to flip into any sort of system. That's my personal opinion. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I wonder if one of the reasons... You know, when us starting with a back four is, is maybe the lack of a left back. You know, maybe, you know, Giles, there was that stat we spoke about last time, Giles created more chances than anyone in the, in the championship and he, he's continued to do that in, in recent games as well. You know, getting, getting down the line when he's starting a bit higher as a wing back. His defender's not the best, let's be honest. Him and NG are really patchy defensively, which isn't helping those three in the middle. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe you know we'll have a question later about what we need in January. But but maybe a left back is well, that's yeah, massive. Is one of those I things. Might, I, th- I think I think it's a great point you make, Dan. Honestly, it's it's glaring. It doesn't allow you not having a left back and having Giles as a wing back, who's a who's an attacking wing back, right? Not a defensive wing back. Doesn't allow you to switch in. And and Perry, he's never really hit the heights of when he first came. He's got it. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's about withdrawing it from him and his self-confidence. Because going forward, when he first came, he was a f- breath of fresh air. And he hasn't seemed to have got back up to that standard. I don't know whether it's trepidation or what, or, you know, he's thinking, I'm going to sit defensively a bit more to help my teammate. I'm not sure. But I think if you've got him on one side and Giles on the other side, you could say to Perry then, OK, if where we're going to play, you're going to sit a bit more then if you don't want to get forward, you know what I mean? And then we can move into that back four shape. So you practice that, right? When Nelson becomes the left back uh, and then two boys in McGuinness and Flint or whoever become the centre backs and he switches round as the right back, right? You do that and you you always got to hold him midfielder. That's where you've always got a back five, basically, a goalkeeper, four defensively, and even a midfielder sat there, right? Or recovering, so you know. They, I think there. I think there are glaring, obvious players that we need in the January transfer window. But we know as well. I think we're in a bit of a perfect storm, as we've said. Money too tight to mention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I think it is too tight to mention, Dan. I really do. I think we might get a loan or two if we're lucky. But um, I, I heard on, you know, on the radio on the weekend, you know, people calling for Vincent Tan to get his checkbook out. The problem is now he, he's done too much. 
he's wasted so much money. And you still, mm. you still got the things like the Emilio Salah thing, which is probably going to go against the club hanging over. There's another 15 million quid. I, I don't know. I, I think you're going to have to be very wise in, in the transfer market. Mm. It all depends on departures as well. I think that's one thing when I'm thinking is who's going to come out. As well as people coming in, there could be a few coming out, especially with the contracts going up at the end of the year. Yeah, there's about 12, maybe 13 players, I think, brand who are, who are up. And some, you know, big name players, captain in, in there as well. But I think it's a, you've got to be careful in transitioning. But I think it's a great opportunity to bring in new experienced players who are better at what you want to become. And then I think like our crop of youngsters excites the hell out of me. Really does. I think it's so great... that keeps us going. I can't be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 you know. But you know, hopefully, Steve Morrison can can utilize that youth as he has done, and really start to you know find some twenty eight, twenty nine year old experienced quality midfielders, left backs, centre backs. You know, because those are the three positions, right? You need. I I think we we we've got. Uh, what's his name? Who's out on loan? I forget his name. The midfielder at Blackpool. Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. So there's a lot of clamour for him to come back. And I say, you know, when you've got players out on loan and they're doing well, if you're a new manager, bring them all back, right? Because it is a fresh start. And what I see through my eyes, Wendell alongside, I don't know, I'm not going to name midfielder because I don't want anyone to think, oh, he, he favours him. But, Wendell alongside, give it a go. You know, young Bowen, we haven't seen enough of, of him. I don't know if he's injured or what at yeah, the he's moment. Injured but at the moment. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, I'd like to see him get back fit, you know, January times and, and, and start showing what he's. Yeah. He, Isaac has done really well. You know, the young lads Amazing. come on and done well again at, Birm- at Birmingham. So, you know, there's, there's, lot, there's lots of room for improvement, put it that way, in a short period of time, I think. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one thing Brandon mentioned and you mentioned at the top, Nath, 2-0 down, we, we're getting used to that. Um, it's a bad habit, behind in games. It's a bad habit. Really bad have. habit. Yeah. But it's, it's funny, at half-time, I'm thinking, we'll probably come back mm. because <laughs> because that's that's what you're expecting. That's exactly what I thought. You know, scored in the 91st we'll minute. You're like, yeah, I'm we get the first busy. goal. <laughs> but I ex- I expected it because yeah. that's that's what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. You know, obviously Sheffield United we didn't quite do it. What's he saying to them? At, what's your experience of being in dressing rooms at half time, and and what managers can do to turn it around in the second half? Is it giving you a bollocking? Is it changing stuff tactically? Is it just? Do you know, I don't swear much, but I will. I think you'd be coming in half time. I'd be saying, for f- sake. You know, what are we what are we doing again? Why are we putting ourselves in this in landmine every game? Why are we playing for forty five minutes? Come on, you know, we gotta defend better. But I would say it would start with right, let's press better, let's put pressure on higher up, let's us try and get that first goal. You know, Birmingham are not brilliant at home. They've been struggling. S freaking put them under major pressure first 20 minutes and see how they handle it. All right, let's press the shit out of them. All right, but coming in half time, it's like I'd be fed up now. I mean, as a striker, because we need to get back in the game and I know I'm going to score, or if I score, we're not scoring to win. We're scoring to climb the ladder to get back on terms. And then, you know, do we have the time? You know, to have the 95th minute winner or whatever it is. But, you know, the problem with, with that whole system is when you stop coming back, you lose, right? Yeah, you can't you, do it every week. You, you can't do it every week. And it, it, it's, it's just like we're going through a period at the moment where it works for us. It's one thing that's strong in our game. We are very strong late on in games, right? Because teams always say they tend to drop off defend their lead, and then we gain the momentum and put balls in their box and long balls over the top, and all of a sudden they, they wilt, they crumble. Against better opposition, though, they just pop you off the park. I think we've seen that a lot as well. When we've yeah. better, better sides in the, yeah. in the league, we they, just get slapped They'll just pop you off, yeah. They'll just, yeah, they'll just pop you off the park. Do you know what I mean? 
So it is a, it's a, it's a bad habit to get into. It's a good habit to have that you have, you do fight for 90, 95 minutes. But like I said, there comes a time where it'll switch, where teams will start scoring in the, scoring a third goal in the 87th minute or the 85th minute or the 79th minute, which will kill the game. And Birmingham could have done that. Like Birmingham could have scored a few more in that second half. Like we were, we were still wide open defence, you know, as we went for it more. But we always are. Yeah. We're always wide open. We're yeah, always yeah. vulnerable to concede. Mm. That's mm. what I feel, especially when, they're, you know, other teams are on the attack. We're always vulnerable. Don't get me wrong. We, you know, we got some big centre-halves, big, strong centre-halves. But still, when, it, when it, any sort of strikers run at them, I get a bit scared. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think, our, you know, it, these are like minor points. But if yeah. you're... Yeah. If you're Aiden Flint or you know uh, Young McGuinness, you know work on your feet, work on your first ten yards, you know because I think that's their biggest fear is when they get turned, is they don't think they can recover in the first ten yards, like you know, oh you know, Usain Bolt used to take a while to get going, but once he's going, it's over, right? But what he done as a sprinter was work on his stat, work on his stat, and I would I would say it. I, I used to go to the track myself regular. I would say. I would get people in to work on their feet and close in the, the, the stride pattern in their first 10 yards. It sounds minor, doesn't it? But if you're defending and trying to close a, a, an attacker from having a shot, it can't take you two seconds to cover like eight yards. It needs to take you one and you need to be, you know, your foot pattern needs to be a lot quicker. So they're minor things that I think could improve us no end. So, um... Listen, let's get it to the fans, gentlemen. Let's, let's see what they're saying, Dan. Let's, let's have a couple of questions from them chucked in. You know, just, just to get a bit of a take of how fans are feeling in general, I thought this is interesting from, from Gareth Dunning. Um, All right, Gaz. That Morrison's doing such a good job right now. He knows what needs addressing, and Blake touched on it a few times on Suarez. The 10 defeats on the bounce will haunt us all season. Decent, decent return under Morrison, but it's hard to get out when you when you're there after that run. Um, and then Tim Wagner coming in with, you know, intrigued by what the summer will bring. The championship's weak at the moment. Even a, you know, a little bit of investment would, would get us to the playoffs with, with the right manager. Do you know what I would encourage the club to do, though? You know, you keep switching managers. Again, uh, but I wouldn't trust anyone there to do it. Is you need, pe- you need people in positions who know what type of player to bring in. And this is the problem where we've like stumbled into this situation we are now with Steve Morrison. It's not part of a plan. Right? I would say to the club, like, it's so important. Scratch whatever you've done and create a plan from now with this manager then. Right? And if you're gonna go down the youth development, cool but you have to have the experience. So make sure you understand the players you're signing, you don't say to the manager, who do you want? And he goes, him, him, and him, and you go, okay. You as a club have to go, we want that type of player in, that type of player in, that type of player in. And in that centre-half position, I want four defenders. In that midfield position, I want four midfielders. In that left-back position, I want four, I want options, right? And then you go out, and you start, whether it's, I don't care if they're loans or you're buying them from non-league or you're buying them from the Premier League or from abroad. I'm not bothered. But this is what it takes. I would say to Mehmet, I would say to Ken, and I would say to the owner, you can't just sit back and go, oh, let the managers like choose the player. You have to actively be out. Your scouting and recruitment system needs to be greatly improved. Not just Britain, Europe, worldwide. It needs to be greatly improved. And you need to start understanding what type of players fit into this club and how you want this club to look and how the fans want this club to look, which you should understand. We understand, right? So start to bring in players that... Because if you keep signing players and the managers, well, what happens is you keep having to sack managers after a year. So you've got this jumble sale of players... It's not fitting into any sort of philosophy or system. You're having the each manager that comes in, like Steve Morrison now, we, 
We're saying, oh, he's not consistent in the players he's picking. It's impossible to, because he's got a jumble sale of players, right? So I would encourage the club, if it's Steve, you're going to go down this route and go young managers and develop young players, then plan it out. Again, FFS, plan it out, all right? It's not difficult. Understand what a player looks like. They've been there 11 years now. It's no good just like when the success is there, wanting to be around and carried on shoulders, right? I'm not bothered about the success. That's a tick. It's when things are... I always go from worst-case scenario. And I don't want our worst-case scenario to ever be down where it has been, right? Because we, we are in a, a, a tailspin. Steve Morrison's come in and done, I think, a really good job, right? From where, what we're off, off the back of. A really good job. Young guy doing a good job. But what is the plan? If you don't have a plan, a man without a plan <laughs> ain't a man, right? That's what we, that's my saying. If you just think, ooh, like, you know, a ship don't leave the, like I say, Dan, a ship don't leave the port and say to the captain, where are we going? He goes, I don't know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, captain, well, I've just jumped on a plane on holiday. Where are we going? I don't know. We'll, we'll fly out Let's somewhere. see where we end yeah. up. See how much fuel we've <laughs> yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, that leads in nicely to a question from James Corp. All right, James. James listens in Australia, oh, I think. Good eye, mate. So, I it? think we've had, we've had questions from James before, haven't we? Skippy? I think we have, mate. I think we have. So, <laughs> would you stick or twist with Morrison at the end of the season? I think I, I went a bit. Oh, yeah, you went a bit. Then, <laughs> yeah. and, I thought we lost. I don't know, it. South African? Yeah, I'm you, sure. you got a bit of a turn there. That's all right, mate. I imagine you've got a Cardiff accent anyway, mate. <laughs> yeah, so we stick, you know, Morrison's got a contract to the end of the season. We'd stick in or twist it. I think see how he does. I think that's all, you know, all, all of us should be thinking. On the really. fence, Brandon, come oh, on. You got, that's true, answer. though. You've got to see how he does. We, we, I can't <laughs> read the future. I can't read the future. <laughs> I've been a lot better places if I could, but I can't. I just see how he does. He's, obviously, he's looking bright at the moment. Give him a little chance in January. Hopefully, he gets some money to spend because, you know, some players are going to be departing. So hopefully, he might get a, a bit of money to spend to bring some loans in or a couple of players. But I think cross that bridge when we get to there. Okay. That's my opinion. I would, I would, I'd let him go. I think there's, there's players who, listen, when you've been at the club a long time. Oh, no, 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 no. Not Sean, but that's a good, that's, go on, talk about Sean. Oh, you're talking about Steve. Well, I kind of answered that, right? It's kind of like, if that's what you're going down the route of, then plan with the boy. But you can't let him, you can't say to him, right, who do you want? I've got to be saying, right, these are the players we're bringing in. These are the type of players. This mm. is kind of football. Steve, like option one, option two, option three, option four. If we can get one, obviously he's our main target. And if we end up with four, well, he still fits into the bill like football is. He might end up being better than our first option. But these are the type of players we're going to be bringing into the club. right? Now, if you think four or five players for every position, that's a massive array of players, right? It's, you know, it's not like a manager would say, oh, well, no, not my signings. Well, well, they are effectively. We're just chiseling off, like, well, you're not going to be bringing in players who come in, Kieran Brown, for instance, and, and, and shoot straight to Scotland. Uh, what's the point, right? It's no good for Cardiff City playing in Livingston. We want him here playing for us, right? So those are the sort of actions I'm talking about. But if you're talking short Morrison, <laughs> then which I think you've, Brandon you've thought you were already. talking about, I, I not thought at you were talking. <laughs> I was with it. I'm always with it. I would be planning, right? I wouldn't be in this position, personally. I wouldn't be in a position where I've stumbled into an absolute nightmare where the owner's now saying no more money. Uh, we got 12, 13 players out of contract. We've got no manager. We've had to go to the 23s and get the young kid, the young guy to come up and, and take over the team just to get us to play like a bit of football. You know, it, it, it's, it's not, em, not embarrassing is the wrong word, but it just shows lack of foresight and planning and philosophy, which is, 
you know, like I always say, look at the top teams, right? Ambition isn't the, you know, get out of the championship. The ambition is to win the championship and get into the Premier League and start competing in the Premier League and then try and get European football into Cardiff City Stadium in the next 10 years. That should be the ambition. But can you do that without a plan? No. I know a lot of people scoffed at me when, they, when, they, when I said, you know, Neil Warnock, promotion, great, but I let him go. Why? Because in my head, my plan was, right, we've achieved what we need. Now mm. we bring in a manager who we believe, because, you know, if you look at like Crystal Palace, what they've done with Patrick Vieira, bringing a manager who we believe, who fits our philosophy, has great links to top players and managers, and, you know, start to develop. So, you know, the owners there could have learned off someone like Patrick. Honest, straight, you know, legend of a guy. I mean, I'm not sure if he's available at the time. Probably was, but this is what I'm talking about, right? No one's bigger than mm. the blue lady, right? You know, don't get confused by a bit of success. One night success, I'm not looking for one night success. I'm looking for continued success. So my mm. down periods are... You know, people saying, fans saying, ah, oh, we're, we're sixth from bottom. Should we change the manager of the Premier League, not of the Championship? Um, I think we're just... Uh, Depends. Yeah. It was a Steve Morrison, wasn't it? Sean Morrison, Steve Morrison. <laughs> so we're keeping Steve Morrison. Nathan's killing Sean Morrison. Yeah, yeah I, I, keep, I keep... I, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I would keep him. I'm saying the club and the position they're in, you know, what is the plan? You know, what are they doing? It's, 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 it, like, it's difficult to call, right? You know, it's, it's okay saying what I would do or what you would do or what Brandon would do. But, you know, the club is in a position to affect we're not. I think it'll be interesting, though, to see how he does in the second half of the season with hopefully a more balanced side. Because obviously, you know, we discussed the mashup side we've got now with one winger and no left back. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what he can do with a balanced side and maybe, well, I say play the football he wants to play. We don't know what football he wants to play yet. You, you, you talk about moving the ball. Is Can you really move the ball in the formation we're playing and the players we got? You know, Can we play the one, way you want to play? It'd be interesting to see how good we can do with playing the style more custom to him. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. With a different with a different group of players and a more balanced side, with an actual side, because let's be honest, right now it's not an actual side. No, the like balance it's a mashup side. The imbalance has been and again I go back to the, the owners of the board. You you got a, a a transfer committee. Really? You end up with a a lopsided team so lopsided that well then you've got to be accountable for that. Right? If you're, if you're saying, oh, like, we're in charge of the transfers, okay, you're the committee, you decide. So my question is, how do you end up with that squad? Simple as that. So let's, uh, listen, let's, let's move on before we take a few more questions. Let's have a little listen to our, our good friend and uh, sidekick, Mr. Mohammed. Let's see what uh, he's saying on the Mindo Mall this week. Good morning, Swazzers. Merry Christmas, one and all. Jason Mohammed here for a bit of swaz. Just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And for my city mint or moan today, consider this an after eight mint, because I just want to say a well done to Mark McGuinness, who I think over the past couple of weeks has been absolutely terrific for City, powering in that header as well. So what do you guys think of Mark McGuinness? And I'll see you in the away end for West Bromwich Albion on the January the 2nd, on the Sunday. Have a great Christmas, look after yourselves and up the city. So welcome back. That was our good friend, Mr. Mohammed, there with a big, big shout out for Mr. McGuinness. Uh, he, clearly, Jason was uh, loving that power header, which was, uh, it probably reminds him, reminds him of himself at Blackwood Rugby Club, that power header I've seen him do. At, uh, we've spoken about once or twice. He's right. Great finish, right? By, by, it wasn't just a header. It was a break the net header. Big hopes for McGuinness. You know, he came in and he looked a bit like Bambi, to be honest. He was nervous, I thought, in that Barnsley game. He still made mistakes. You know, under Morrison, there was that game. I forget who it was now. But he just passed it to their player and they scored. Probably the Huddersfield game, was it? The one we won. 
but he, he's now having a look of like your mate's little brother who's got hard, and you're like, oh, okay. Has mm. a little um, cold spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does look like he does look like one of them. But it'd be nice to see. It'd be nice to see, and he has been a small development since he has come in, especially since the start of the season. I think he's he's been one of the players that sort of don't get me wrong. He played under Mick, but I think you feel like he's sort of thriving a bit more under Morrison. Yeah. He has more of a sense of confidence with him, and you can see, you know. He's looking for the ball more. He's playing it out, play, getting the ball out his feet more. He's a bit more, I don't know, switched on, I guess, defensively. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of times you would look at him and he'd look a bit clueless and only can concentrate on one thing at once. That's where the experience comes in, Brad, from around mm-hmm. you, right? So if you're playing a back four, I would say, you know, pick up an experienced right back and pick up an experienced left back if you can get an experienced centre half or get an experienced centre half and experienced left back. Because if you, what they can do is go like the back four, all young lads, right? Or the back three, all young lads. You need that experience in there. Definitely need it behind them in goal. But you need an experienced left back. You can get away with a young centre half one side and then another experienced centre half and maybe a young right back the other side. But you've got, you do need those, those four players if you're going with a back four. You can't have four young lads. Or, equally, you can't have four golden oldies, right? Because they're going to play too deep because they can't run. So they're worried about being done in behind, which means that the pitch becomes so stretched, right? So they're a mile away from the centre forward, which then means you can't press or anything like that. So you've got to take these things into consideration when you're signing players, as simple as that. Uh, January is going to be big. And I think the summer is going to be even bigger, if I'm totally honest. I think we've got a lot, a lot to think about. But big thanks to our friend there, Mr. Mohammed, for his uh, insight and his uh, loving of uh, Mr. McGuinness. We do, we do. We do. So remember, we're at at SwazPod on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Remember to like, love, share, comment, subscribe. Listen, let's get into the second part of the... Of the chat. Gaz Frost has come in asking for Nathan's best Christmas party story. And me and Brandon, we got loads of questions about your Christmas parties, Nathan. Because there was a good there was a good thing in the Athletic this week about footballers' Christmas parties. And there's this anecdote from the Norwich one a few years ago. Da 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 da. Textbook plan for the Sunday is to hit a sports bar all day, drink all afternoon, then carry on in the night in fancy dress. At Norwich we went to Barcelona. The whole squad were dressed in a full Lionel Messi kit and we had one Cristiano Ronaldo. So you've got 20-odd Messis walking down Las Ramblas with Marley Watkins, who could have been on our Christmas party this year, uh, running around as Ronaldo causing chaos. He did the fake tan, the haircut. He adopted Ronaldo's persona. He was stopping traffic, doing the suit. We didn't really... You've got to realise that. I'm, I'm like 80s, 90s in the main. Listen, we didn't even have internet. Didn't you, couldn't be, you couldn't be going on easyjet.com. We've done it different back in my day. Didn't I? We did <laughs> do it different then. back in my day. We booked the staff club. China. Yeah. But, Not like but, these footballers so, these days. <laughs> surely though, Nath, when you're, in the, when you're in the Premier League, you know, the Bolton days, maybe the Blackburn days, what's, what's going on? Look, I know it's, I know it's what goes on tour stays on tour. Nath, yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's planning, who's planning these parties then? And like, it was usually, what, what, when I was at Sheffield United, it was, it was like the captain and senior boys. And similar when I was at Bolton, I was in between. I wasn't considered senior, but I wasn't considered a young lad. But I was never like a party organiser. Do you know what I mean? That was yeah. never my bag. And listen, if I told you some stories, I would have to kill a lot of people, Dan, right? So you can imagine. I, know, I feel like you're hiding something. Like, you know, I, 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 you're, you're talking I, like you got something to say. You feel, if you want something to say, say it. No, I'll be honest you with you. You look like you want to say something. I'll be honest with you, I'm hiding a lot, right? I can, I can see that. <laughs> I can see I think, that. I think right this, is where we, this is where we start our paid content, our Patreon. Yeah. The, yeah. the subscribers, they'll be like late night swaz where, late, yeah. where Nate tells all the stories. I can could, I could te- tell you one which ended abruptly because two of the players got into a, well, one of the players done something, one of the other players and it ended pretty abruptly but I won't, I won't name names or tell you what club it was or anything like that but Christmas parties were, it, it, 
when you think back about the level you used to drink, not just on weekends, but like Christmas time, when you had like like so many games over Christmas, and you would you would get absolutely slaughtered. But these were the days I say these are the days where you'd get on the bus after the game. You would have ordered your fish and chips or chicken and chips. <laughs> so forget all this fitness food. And there might be water if you're lucky, but it tended to be trays and trays of lager or beer. <laughs> right? Where, with the manager's knowledge, the boys would just drink all the way home. It's as simple as that. I was never a beer drinker and they never used to get cider. So uh, I was okay. No, listen, Christmas parties, I can't really reveal there's too much come on just give us something Nate. you've said too much don't any you? any fancy dress outfits Nate? did you have oh any... we had a fancy dress at, at blackburn that was a good one we had a good christmas party there i went as uh what did i go as oh i went as run dmc <laughs> so big kango uh rope chain the white trainers baggy pants the jacket and all that so uh, and the dark, dark glasses. Uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool outfit. Uh, well, I wanted. I did try and go and get a Batman outfit, but it was oh. they were all sold out, man. Because of my uh, only fool and horses love. They're not at sea. I was gonna. I was gonna try and get like John Curtis or one of the lads to do Robin, like you know. So uh, <laughs> it never, never quite worked out, but. Um, yeah, Christmas parties. I I can't divulge. I can't. I can't. Sorry, Brandon. All right. I know all you. Right. I know you want to hear some. You know, mad crazy. He was drunk and dived off a building into a pool and all that. But you know, <laughs> I just want something, Nave. Just anything. I is, just want something. I I just think to myself I... if 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 I start naming names and they they they're still with their partners and their partner finds out like he jumped off a twelve twelve story building into a pool drunk. Yeah, it's like, you know, not really. The, the day, not you, see, that's the problem with you young cats. You want, you're all up in everyone's business. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's all like, we would, if this was, you um, know, if you were playing now, Nathan, we'd just look at your Insta stories, wouldn't we? Well, if I was playing, if I was, I was playing now, I'd be one of the cats who doesn't do social media. I just, you know, I'm just like... You'd have, you'd have someone, you'd pay someone to be doing it for you. You'd be like, great game, great support from the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, <laughs> all posh and shit. You know what I mean? People going, that don't sound like Blake's. <laughs> <laughs> right, last question for today is Come from on, Ridian Bowen Phillips. Ridian Bowen Phillips. I like that name. The grids. So Rid is top man. And he's the voice on the Tannoy at Cardiff City Stadium for for Wales games and and occasionally what? City games as well. Yeah, he's oh, top man. Loves his pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Merry, Merry New Year Christmas. to you, my Merry friend. Christmas. <laughs> so, so Rid's question is, well, linking to, to run DMC, actually, okay. with my Adidas. Adidas are out of contract as our kit suppliers after next season, after this season, apparently. So who would you like as our next kit manufacturers? Question one. But also, what's your favourite ever City kit? Go on, Brand. What have you got uh, for us? I'd you go, look excited. I know. I'd, I'd go for Joma. I'd get Joma again. Joma. Just like the old times. Joma. Just like the old times. Just like the old times. And then to match that, my favourite kit was the Joma kit. With like the white stripe down it. Mm, I like the black kit. Remember when we had the black and it was in the middle? Oh, and, and then, the yellow. yeah, like the um, yellow yeah, sleeve. Black and like yellow. Yeah, that's me. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black. That's, yeah. my, that's my choice. <laughs> Mine was the uh, South Wales Echo, obviously, because we won the league in it. Yeah, of I course. Can't, yeah, I, can't remember the, I can't remember the make of the South um, Wales Echo. It was just called Bluebird, I think. I think Rick Wright had, had people stitching him at Barry Island. It was his own yeah. brand. He, he's, wow. he, he's had his own kit made Does, and everything. So, don't uh, see that No, he did But that would Don't see that these days. That would be my favourite kit. Uh... So, so, Nate, a story about that kit, which I've never told you. So, it's 1992. I'm 11 yeah. in high yeah. school. And in our textiles class... We had to make a cushion. <laughs> Obviously, I've got no idea how to do this. And I made that, that city shirt, stuffed it with my mum's old tights, blue, and the echo on the front. And what did I have on the back? 
obviously you didn't have names on the back then, but I had a number 10 for Mr. Nathan Blake. Ah, so, there yeah. you go. In Miss, That's nice Miss, Christmas spirit. Miss Miss Shamar's textiles class in Corpus Christi, nineteen ninety two. Miss Shamar's is getting Miss Shamar's is getting a shout out on the swaz. Well, we all, the thing was because of because of her name, it was always ooh ah Miss Shamar. Say ooh ah Miss Shamar. <laughs> <laughs> just okay, never, so my, just never let that hooligan element go, do you, Daniel? No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would like the kit to be made by Hummel. I love a Hummel. A Hummel oh, kit. Hummel. Do they make like the the Danish ones from the eighties? That nineteen eighty six Danish World Cup kit. Mm. Oh, amazing! Yeah. And I think my my favourite kit, obviously the one that I uh, made a cushion of, the Nathan played in. But um, I did used to love the sports cafe kit with the white sleeves. I think it was ninety nine two thousand or ninety eight ninety nine promotion year. Yeah. And I also liked the when we played in the Carlin Cup final against Liverpool. Okay. Blue kit, white V-neck. You got the white yeah. and yellow. Love a bit of yellow on our home kit. Yeah. And you got mm. it's, okay. It's got a Malaysia sponsor, but in like a funkier font than we got it now. Yeah. And we play, and it's got the proper badge as well. It's got the proper badge, so I love that kit. And we and we played in a Wembley Cup final in it. So um, it, it, listen, yeah. it got to it, it got to be Nike or Adidas, isn't it? Well, there's rumours. There's rumours that Nike might Puma, be making the new one. Yeah, Nike, that, Adidas, that, I think that one Puma. was Puma. That one. Puma would be nice. Puma As, would be like a nice kit for Cooper. Asics. That'd be a nice new balance. Yeah. What you don't want is is just some, get John like, one on the phone. Get John one on the phone. Bajaya kit there. Uh, <laughs> Ken Listen, not I hope all these people lunch. are going to give us a cut for 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 shouting them. They should be sponsoring us for shouting them out. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, let, uh, let's go with let's go with Brandon's Joma, shall we? Because that was a real curveball. I wasn't expecting that one. Thank you. No, curveball like, from Brandon as usual. What can I say? That's what I do. Listen, we'll, let's take one more fans question, uh, Dan. Oh, here's a good one from Gary Gravity. Question for all three: best and worst Boxing Day memories. Now, Gary's mentioned a four-all draw with Peterborough, where we were falling up at half time, posh were bottom, and we drew four-all. I, I was at that game. Peterborough had a night, they put us all in a nightclub on the corner of the ground of Peterborough before the game, which has been weird at 11. 4 0, half time. It's a long way, so you're pissed anyway by the time you get there. 4 0 up at half time. Obviously, the second half was very depressing. Wasn't a Boxing Day game, though, Gary. It was about the 20, 28th. I also remember, Nathan, when you would have played in that promotion year against York when we were three up at half time and drew three all. I don't know what you're talking about. No, never happened. <laughs> no, I remember it, Dan. I remember it. I also remember the. I remember the. Uh, I think it was uh, Darlington as well. I always mentioned four nil uh, on New Year's. Oh, that was New Year's Day. Yeah. I was at that. You was at that. What a journey! I was there. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they had the, the the party and everything in the hotel the night New Year's Eve, and we were all in bed. We'd say good night to each other and welcome in the New Year at twelve, five by twelve, and then I had to go to bed, and it was just chaos in the hotel. <laughs> Uh, and next day we went out, six hour journey by the way, went out and got pumped 4-0 away from home. So uh, yeah, happy yeah. new year. Welcome to January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean it scared me. And, and the other one was uh, I think Maidstone around Christmas at home. Oh God, they yeah. beat us 5-0 was it or something like that? 5-0. They beat us 5-0. And I remember Eddie May looked, you know, shouting at us like after the game saying, I know some of you have been out and he was looking at me and Damon all the time. I was thinking, yeah, why is he looking like this? I haven't been out. And he's like, I know, I'm going to find out. And when I do, you, I'm going to rip your heads off. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> you, probably, right. you probably still had a stamp for Jackson's on your hand, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young to get in there, Dad. Come on. <laughs> they were let whipper snappers in there. So uh, yeah, but that, there have been a, a few a few horrors. But hey, I think it's more down to eating and drinking too much uh, soul food and too much drinking too much Guinness and rum and stuff like that. And, you know, looking back now, it, it couldn't couldn't help. You know, apple pie custard and all that, and you know, not good. Bound to slow you down, Daniel. Bound to slow you down. So Indeed. that's about. That's it. I, I, I could, you know, I've got a few like Christmas, New Year horror games, but uh, 
We'll leave them at the minimum. I don't want to drag that back up. It's Christmas. I'd like to say, I'd like to finish as well, gents, by um, the tribute that was paid to that young poor Arthur Hughes, Arthur Labino Hughes. What a uh, tribute by both fans, both sets of fans at the Birmingham game the other night. I thought I thought that was superb. And, um, you know, send our blessings to to the young lad and certain parts of his family, obviously. And uh, let's finish the top five, and then we are out of here. So go on, young Brandon, you're first. We're going to start off with Ice Cube. Today was a good day. A great tune. Of course, just to go with the t-shirt. Just to go. Flexing just go with the t-shirt. I'm going to mix up the genre. I'm going to go for Jerry Cinnamon, Belter. Mm-hmm. You know that one? That's my new favourite song at the moment. Okay, I'll have to find that one. Oh, it's a very good song. It's a very good song. And then I'm going to go for... I'm going to chuck in another Barrington E-Boy because I can't help myself. Do you love a bit of BL, don't you? I I can't help him. I can't can't help myself. I can't help him. I can't help me. I'm going to go for Dancehall Rock. Okay. That's going to be my one. And I'm going to go for AJ Tracy, Nothing But Net. We love enough tune at the moment. And then... I'm gonna go for a two finish. I said I've, I think I might have used this one before, but upside down by Dana Ross. No man, that's a classic. I love no, that you tune. You haven't had that before. You haven't had that no, before. No, no. It's been on before. Uh, oh, it has been on. It yeah, was, yeah, it, yeah. It that's is a what I'm going for. Okay. Well, Puts me I'll, in a good mood. Puts me in a good mood. Okay. Nice, nice energy. Nice energy. Okay, I like that. I like that. Push out the good energy. Yeah. Feeding yeah, it to everybody, to all the city fans for, for, for over Christmas. Crumble. So mine, the first one is True Music Group, Just a Little Touch, v- featuring uh, Tequila Payne. I'm not sure if you know that brand, but it's a bad banging tune. Bobby Valentino, Give Me a Chance. I'm 11 out of fire, what can I say? Uh, but yeah, Drake, Nine. Um, the fourth, Music Soul Child, uh, a tune called Buddy. And last but not least, Reyes, Ubiquity. Everybody loves the sunshine. <laughs> that just reminds me of working in Ted Baker in Liverpool, Hungover. It used to be on all the time. Classic. My life, my life, my life, my life, my life, my life, my life. Sunshine. sunshine. I was just like, oh my God, someone wants, someone wants to buy a shirt off me and I'm really hungover. That's, that's what yeah. that song reminds me of. It's a classic tune. Though. I love that tune. I love it. Uh, it's like the soundtrack's my nightmares now. So listen, have a great Christmas, everybody. Have a great New Year. Enjoy the games and uh, enjoy your family. Much love from the Swaz. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bluebirds. This has been... A Jams and Mr. B production.